All right, man. I'm here with Power Trip. We got Riley, the vocalist. Hi. Uh, they played a set earlier. We got uh, Gate Creeper, Cannibal, and now we're uh, checking in. How's things going, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired, but the set was really good. I threw myself into it. That's why I'm tired, because <laughs> it was a good set. So. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you know, stand out a little bit from the other two bands. You know, it's a little bit of a death metal show. How do you think people take it you know coming power trip coming into this kind of a show uh i think excuse me i think we just play a style of metal that appeals to anyone who kind of likes heavy music so you know whether they, they're coming to a death metal show or a grindcore show they there's a good chance they probably like something in our realm as well so um yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people like that kind of uh, variety, so it, it works well for us, you know. We did Europe with Napalm Death and Brujeria, so we're like a bunch of grindcore bands, and, and people seem to really like the fact that we're a thrash band playing uh, in the middle of all these grindcore bands. So, right. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's cool. That's cool. I know, because you guys went out with Obituary before yeah. this. I mean, you guys, it's not like it's something new, but... You notice a lot of people coming up after the show and, and digging it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, these these two big metal tours have gone really, really well for us. There's no doubt about that. That's cool. You know, as far as 2017, you guys had the new album come out. A lot of big things have been going on. You guys have been on uh, WWE. You guys did that thing with Josta. You know, why do you think it's been such a big year? Is it just all with the album? Is it hard work or is there something specific, you think? I honestly don't really know probably our manager <laughs> we hired a manager no, man, come on. no that probably it probably is what it is we we uh we hired a manager and i think he just puts in a lot of really good work his name's adam and he's been he's been bringing us a lot of cool opportunities and sometimes we say yes and sometimes we say no and he doesn't really pressure us so you know the stuff that happens happens because we choose for it to happen which is which is nice you know we're not like we don't feel pressured into doing anything if you see us on something it's because we chose to be a part of it or whatever uh but yeah probably our our manager adam he's the one he's the one who's responsible but obviously the album can't be shit well yeah i mean that the album being decent is a good help too (laughs) yeah what uh when you guys did that cover with that Motorhead song with Jasta, mm-hmm. what went into that? Did you guys have to practice a lot for that? Who no, that? We, we rehearsed the day before. We got asked to perform at the Loudwire Awards, and they wanted every band to do one original and then, like, some kind of cover or um, have, you know, someone, part like a, like a special guest. So they sat down and they were like, what do you guys think about having Jasta? And I was like, cool. Um, you know, I've actually been kicking around this idea where if we ever had an excuse to do a cover, maybe it would be really cool to do Road Crew. And uh, everyone seemed to dig on that idea, and, and Josta agreed. And so we met up the day before and just, like, I ran through the song, I think, like, ten times. And, you know, I had the lyrics on my phone, and he had them printed out, and, you know, like... It was funny. We weren't as prepared as we should have been, probably. But, uh, you know, it felt good knowing uh, I showed up a little more prepared than Jamie. So (laughs) I was like, all right, cool. Right. You know, a guy on this level is still a little unprofessional, too, sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, I mean, Jamie killed it. Like, he didn't do it because 
he owed someone a favor, or, like out of like some obligation. You know, I think it, I I don't think if he was feeling it, like if he didn't want to do that song, I think we would have told him, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Right. But we didn't have to. He was really into it. He was like super enthusiastic. It was awesome. I mean, it was it was a really really good. That was really my first time meeting Jamie and like kind of spending time with him, and it was it was a really cool experience and a good first impression. That's always cool, man. He's a legend. It's cool to see you yeah, know hear exactly. someone like that. You know, yeah, and we're holds spending ten it. days in Europe with him, so it was a good introduction. Oh, okay, yeah. very cool, very cool. Um, so you guys are not uh, shy, you know, with your opinions, with your uh, stances and things like that, which is badass. You know, you guys have a lot of different opinions on each song. It seems like you know. A song like Executioner's Tax. Can you give us a little bit of an insight on that one? I read I read this, um, this account in some like uh, postmodern phenomenology book or something like that about torture or something like that. And uh talks about how before the invention of the guillotine, when you had like an uh, like an axe man as an executioner, it, if you were like, yes, we're doing a podcast. That's okay. That's what editing is for, I hope. <laughs> um, where was I? The guillotine. Just, just took me right off my train of thought. Oh, yeah, right. So, uh, uh, if you, so like basically, like a, a priest would come to you and be like, do you want to repent? Like, like, say you were like a pedophile or like a murderer or yeah. something like that, like a particularly heinous criminal. Well, maybe the, the executioner isn't gonna like take your head off in like one swing, you know. Like, like yeah. maybe it's good. maybe he's gonna make sure you feel it before you go out, you know. So if you repented, you know, praise Jesus or whatever, uh, they'd give you a bag of like silver, nickel or something, and you were supposed to give that to the executioner, and that was the executioner's tax. It was like a tip or something like right. that. Right. And so I use that as like an allegory for kind of like what the way like a lot of us spend our lives kind of in like a modern world we sort of just kind of like pay the executioner to sort of like be comfortable and numb in like in our deaths you know you know whether it's like through like just like sitting on a couch and eating junk food and watching tv which i know is really cliche or whatever or just you know uh i it's just like i we basically we live on borrowed time as it is, and and we're spending a lot of it on this like kind of insane materialism to sort of forget about the fact that you know we're we're gonna die, that we're all gonna you know that no one's gonna live forever, and we worry about having all this stuff and taking it with us or whatever. And so that's sort of what that that song is is about. Is is just you know it's a metaphor for just kind of the way we like to to live our lives as a whole sort of yeah. yeah right 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 so when it comes to bands you listen to do you have a problem listening to a band that might have you know maybe a different viewpoint or, or maybe they're a political band or they you know wear their opinions right out there on their sleeves is that something that's a problem for you if you don't really agree with it or are you kind of like someone who can separate the artist from the art you know how do you feel about that because it is a big thing right now you know with the whole you know, there's a lot going on with the people that are, you know, being accused of uh, sexual things or, you know, you've got people who in the metal scene who murder people. You know, there's all these different things going on. How do you feel about separating the art from the artist? Because that's something I, I think about all the time. It's, it, for me, it depends on the situation, but how do you feel about that? I think people should be completely held accountable for their actions. I mean, you know, do I think, like, there's certain things, you know, there, there's there's situations where, 
a band fucks up and it, it's 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 sort of like ruined their careers and 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 I wonder if that's really fair. But at the same time, you know, you put yourself out there and and people look up to you and like I go out of my way to tell people that I'm not like a role model and and I'm not like someone to look up to or anything like that. But like people are gonna do that and I think you should like be as much of a positive influence as you can on people. So if there's a band, I mean, if you're an outright racist band, then, then you know, like, you know, there was a guy in, in Florida that was wearing a screwdriver shirt, and we were like, hey, and he was trying to tell us he liked the band, and we were like, you know what, we don't care, fuck off. Like, you're wearing a, you're wearing a screwdriver shirt. We have no interest in catering to your tastes or, or entertaining you. Don't come to our shows. You know, like, uh, I think the guy had bought a CD. We didn't even give a fuck. We just told him to, to get the step in, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if there's a band that has some kind of sketchy politics, if you want to listen to some, like, weird black metal band that has, like, some anti-Semitic bent, I feel like there's probably another band out there that sounds just like them, and you don't need to listen to that band. Like, yeah. you know, there's, like... There are a million other bands that sound like Screwdriver. Like, go listen to the fucking Templars that have, like, people of color in their band and fucking kick ass, like, are a great, like, kick-ass oi band. Like, you yeah. know, go, like, you know, like, you don't need, you know, to be edgy in their politics. You know, it's funny, like, you look at a band like Cannibal Corpse who does, like, get some shit for you using, like, sort of some crazy imagery and, like, you know, uh, you know, I Come Blood and, like, you know, you know some stuff like that. Uh, but that is that's that's where you should separate the art from the artist because because it's clearly that's the intent of the art is to be something that's dark and sort of horrifying you know horrific it's like you know you don't look at fucking Stephen King as a monster mm-hmm. because he writes books about monsters so you know when you step off stage it's like it's funny people call George Corpse Grinder because it's like I mean this guy like what like you know. Yeah, what, what, like, do people have some kind of image of him hanging around backstage, just unhinging his jaw and just like you know <laughs> devouring people? I don't know, you know. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't, I don't think you you should be able to say something sketchy and hide behind your art. Yeah, yeah. I think if that's if I'm like trying to when it's summar- a real sentiment, I'm trying to sum- summarize that question. You know, if your sentiment is real and and it's it's. It has some oppressive tendency to it, then, then fuck, yeah. fuck you. you so know, I, had, I don't need to. And, and there's probably another band that, if there, I, there, there's been plenty of, of people. There's been bands where I've, uh, I'm not gonna name names, but there's been bands where they've done things where I'm like, fuck, that sucks. That's really unacceptable, and you know, it's hard for me to support that band. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, it's it's one of those topics, man. Everybody's got a different opinion on, and it, it, everybody's kind of grappling with. It. There's so much shit going on with the internet. Things coming out of every day. Yeah, there's you know? a there's a big thing with call out culture. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's gonna go away. I think I think uh, I think it's a lot of people trying to adjust to the availability of of the thing things like the underground. You know, like you can get online and learn about thrash metal and. You know, we have fans that, that do it at these shows. They come up to you and they're like, oh, man, you know, I came out here for Cannibal Corpse. Never heard you guys. Sorry on the show. Checked you out last week. Bought the albums. I loved it, you know. And that's awesome. It's a great feeling getting that, that level of support. 
But that's what I'm saying is now we live in a time where people can go and learn everything about your band in in 20 minutes, not five minutes. You know, like you don't need a lot of, you just need an internet connection and you know, you could come up to me and be like, hey, Riley, you know, like you could be completely full of shit. You might not know anything <laughs> about this band. And right. Kidding. You obviously <laughs> pay, pay closer attention than other people do. But, uh, you, you know, stuff like that is, is entirely possible and does happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, one thing I respect about you guys, though, is you guys seem like you don't take any shit. You say you don't you don't worry about how you're going to look online, all that kind of stuff. I love watching you guys on Twitter. I mean. You guys are kind of, um, it seems like you don't worry about that call-out culture so much. Not that you guys are saying anything crazy, but, you know, just funny stuff, man. You guys seem like you don't really care too much about that, which I kind of respect because a lot of people seems like they're kind of, you don't want to say this or that too much because you're afraid you're going to kind of alienate your fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid to, you know, call someone on their bullshit if, if I'm if I'm convicted by it, you know, like, and if it turns into an altercation, whether it's physical or verbal, then like, I don't really care about the consequences because I feel right in in standing up to somebody like that. Like, you know, uh, to be to be fair, it's most it's 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 almost entirely me, and the band has my back in in most of these situations. But you know, that's part of the point of the band is is pointing out you know the the power trips that i see in the world and the and the and the the twisted mental like attitudes that people have you know and what 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 is it worth if i just hide it all in in my in my lyrics with like you know imagery about axes and stuff like that i have to get out there and i have to say things like it's not okay to be homophobic or racist or islamophobic and it's not okay to like value anybody's life over another and it's not okay to like have police shooting you know shooting first and shooting to kill and and you know it's not okay to have taxes you know churches be tax exempt and there's just like a lot a lot of things that i just see and 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 so sometimes when something important happens i'll come out and and be more clear and less vague about our politics right if people don't like it then they can (laughs) fucking burn our stuff for all i care (laughs) i really i don't care yeah no i respect it man i was laughing my ass off the other day when you guys called out suicide silence it was for uh they were trying to do the uh let people pay to be um a roadie a roadie or something like that yeah i don't know what that was yeah, my comment was basically one of their, long story short, one of their roadie tech guys, which is funny, like a, like one of their roadies tried to hit our drummer. Our drummer, was, we were playing a show, we were playing right before them, and uh, this, this like sort of, this small incident happened, but uh, essentially our drummer was playing guitar, and this roadie was actually going to hit him in the back of the head with a champagne bottle while he wasn't looking like he did what didn't know that this was going to happen and the guy had it swung up and uh, basically our merch guy hood was able to kind of wrap and another guy a friend uh, care bear were, were able to wrap this guy up and there was probably like 40 of our friends backstage and their whole crew was there and it started getting really intense and we kind of had to like it like in between the songs it was kind of like all right, is this going to turn into a riot? And I went up to a guy and I told him, I was like, if you guys do this, someone's going to get murdered. Like, to it, like, to it, where you're in our hometown, you're in Dallas, 
like there's there's 200 of our fans are gonna come over this barricade and fuck y'all up there's 40 people backstage right now they're gonna fuck y'all up i don't care if there's like 16 of you and your little crew or whatever you're all gonna die like we're gonna fuck up your band we're gonna go find your 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 bus we're gonna fuck that up you know and like they just got really scared and just apologized and backed down and and that was it. That was it. So maybe they're looking for roadies, man. They got to replace these guys. I I heard from a guy. I ran into this guy, I think in Kansas City or something like that. Uh, can't like Kansas City, Kansas. I think he said he was working that tour, and like like laughed his ass off because of that. But was saying that I think that the guy, the roadie, who I think was like a lighting guy, got fired or something like that, okay. or maybe he quit. But that guy that I was talking to had quit. He said. That tour was like the last straw, and that guy was like a big asshole. So we were like, okay. Yeah. And the band actually went out of their way to apologize because they're like, we're really sorry, like, you know, because it was it was basically just like a rock star move. It was fucking lame. So it was uh, the crew. It, yeah, yeah. It was this one guy. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know. The the whole situation was really funny. I, I probably shouldn't have said anything to them, but <laughs> I thought what that thing that they posted was really lame. So I was like, I'm just gonna make it. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, congrats on, I know I've seen your album already in a couple of top 10 lists or top albums of the year list, which is sick. I know it's going to be on mine. Um, congrats on that. you have any albums that you're on your top 10 list? Uh, just the Impalers LP. Impaler? Star Dweller. Impalers. Okay. Sheer Mag LP is really good. Um... I don't know. I got. I'd have to think about yeah, it later. Yeah. yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Well, congrats on your guys' album. It sounds like it's fucking Thanks. sick for the year. Thanks, I love seriously. it. Like I said, so man, appreciate it.